1: From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony Lorenzo your co-host with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858 876 5663. That's eight five eight eight seven six five six six three. 876 5663 In today's show, we're talking about freedom that comes from taking divorce off the table.
0: Mm, some of you, your ears just perked up because uh, you haven't actually had this conversation yet about taking divorce off the table. Right. And we're going to dig deep into this because it will impact all facets of your marriage. And I want you to think about this quote from speaker and author Edwin Lewis Cole. He says, boundaries are to protect life, not to limit, not to limit pleasures. It's that double L there, limit and pleasures. And
1: say it again, though, real quick.
0: Boundaries are to protect life, not to limit pleasures. Uh Boundaries. We're going to talk about that today and and talk about how that impacts your marriage and making this decision to take divorce off the table. But before we do that, we've got some hugs that directly tie into this topic. And I love, I love how that works out. And you guys just, you give us the love back. And the first one, this was actually a post um, on our Facebook timeline and it showed up on October 5th, which just coincidentally happens to be our wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, very excited about this. But it was um, from a Facebooker, Matt Martins. And here's what he wrote. He said, I have listened to all of your podcasts, and today is the day I get married, and I will be able to put all of my new knowledge to good use. Thanks so much. And, you know, I was reading this post. Um, my parents were actually in town visiting, and, and I just, yeah, I did this big intake, you know, the... <gasps> My mom, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, nothing's wrong. I said, this is the most amazing thing to me because here is an individual who's invested, you know, I was trying to do the math. I'm guessing it's somewhere around 115 hours, give or take 115, 120 hours, in getting educated about marriage before he even said, I do. Uh, That's a crazy amazing gift to give to your new bride. And, and I think about how this couple, the Martins, mm-hmm. congratulations on your marriage, by the way, how they're going to have such a different married life because of the choices they made prior to getting married. You know, and so, you know, as we talk about that, that's going to play into today. And then we also, um, I'm going to have Tony cue up this voicemail that we got from an, another listener. And you guys know, anytime you want to reach us, 858 858- Oops. 858-876-5663 eight, 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 six, 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 is where you can call and you can leave us a voicemail. And we play these anonymously, but I want you to hear in this particular message, uh, the emotion that comes through with this topic.
2: And I recently found your podcast and like like two days ago, and I've been binge, binge listening because it's it speaks so much to me. Um, I'm younger, I'm 21, and my husband is, um, about 10 years older than me, and so we've been married for about, almost three years, so, um, we're making it, <laughs> but, um, earlier this year, we had some issues, um, infidelity issues, and, um, on his part, and we just <laughs> have been, you know, we're not getting a divorce, we're working through it, but we've been taking a very passive, passive, um, fighting in it, and, uh, I this morning we were listening to your um, Warrior Walkover um, podcast, and it just spoke so much to us. And us. So I just wanted to thank you for um, giving us that fight and making us warriors in our marriage. So thank you guys so much.
0: Hmm. I hope you all heard the part where she said, we're not getting a divorce. With a lot of emotion and with the struggles that they've been through and with the healing that's going on in their marriage. Yeah, and and if you missed the part where she said it was infidelity, that's what they're dealing with. And, you know, earlier this week we received this email because we've talked about taking divorce off the table. It's kind of, well, it's not kind of, it has become one of the things that Tony and I are known for, that Mm. phrase take divorce off the table. And and so this listener wrote in, she said, in the earlier podcast, you mentioned taking divorce off the table because it will stop you from doing things that might mess things up if it is an option. The other day we were having dinner with friends and the topic came up about what sort of things in a relationship will make you end that relationship. We were the only married ones in that group. My husband said there is nothing that she could do that would end our relationship. We'll always find a way through it. I thought it was really sweet, but some people have seen it as a free pass to do whatever I want. If I know he'll never leave me, then what stops me from having an affair? How do you explain this concept so it's not seen like that? I told them that I feel the same way, but that hopefully we see it as a reason to be the best possible spouse we can be rather than creating a situation we have to work through. But some people said it seemed unhealthy. Hmm. And, you know, I read this and I thought, you know, I remember when the email came in and I told Tony, I said, oh, we need to dig into this again Mm -hmm. because it's been a while since the last time we talked about taking divorce off table. We know thanks to all of you putting out the reviews on iTunes and putting up ratings and spreading the word on Facebook, we know that our one family is growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah. So many of you, this is going to be the first time you hear us talk about this concept and what it means And how it impacts your marriage and with the little
1: twist on it, because I I think her question is the big one on this that we haven't covered is, well then why wouldn't I just go do whatever I feel like doing because I know we're not going to get a divorce.
0: Right. Right. And you know, and how do you explain it to your friends so that they're not like, well, you're weird and Mm -hmm. what are you doing? And for us, because we have so many new listeners, I just want to share when we took divorce off the table in a nutshell. Um, Tony had spent the summer, spring and summer of two, the year 2000 hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. He'd been gone for 138 days. I was living by myself in Orange County. He's having this amazing adventure in um, uh, all along the Pacific Crest. And we'd been married. We ended up celebrating our fourth anniversary when he came home. When Tony reentered entered Orange County, California civilization. It was a bit of a culture shock and he went into a depression. Hmm. He was also dealing with his pornography addiction at the time, which I didn't know about, but all of these things were creating the perfect storm. And one day after he came home, I had come home from lunch that day after spending the morning flipping through the yellow pages. Don't laugh. It was, you know, pre massive cell phone and Google and all that kind of stuff looking for divorce attorneys Mm -hmm. and I sat down in our kitchen of our apartment, and I said, I can't go on like this. I love you, but this is not working for me, and I don't know what the answer is. And two and a half, probably three hours later, I don't even know if I made it back to work that day, we realized that we weren't gonna give up, Uh but that if divorce was still an option for the two of us, we might. And so... From that, well before we ever started doing any of this marriage stuff and talking to people around the world, we took divorce out of our marriage vocabulary. And so for us now, 17 years married, divorce is no longer an option for us. It's never an out. And, and I understand what this, what this listener is saying, you know, well, how do you explain that this isn't a freedom to do Mm-hmm. what you want because it's true you know on some level if i know that tony's never going to leave me what keeps me from not you know flirting with the guy in the grocery store or you know I, i've joked on this podcast about um the one garbage man that comes on thursdays our mm. yard waste garbage man the one that picks up all the um leaves and stuff if he sees me out in the garage he will bring up all of my garbage cans he just weighs and he brings them up and you know it's i don't know he smiles i smile it's one less thing I have to worry about, you know, what keeps me from running off with the garbage man or the UPS man or, you know, whatever.
1: Right. Or me heading on over to a strip club and hanging out with the guys and, you know, possibly going down a, a road there.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, when she asked this question in the email, I thought, you know, we've got to, we've got to share this with our listeners because I don't ever see the idea that divorce is not an option for me as limiting. Right. I don't feel like, well, you know, now I'm shackled and, you know, I, mean, I, I want to be with Tony for the rest of my life. I, I see it as incredibly freeing to know that I now have the choice to always act in a way that promotes my marriage. And it is a choice because there are two types of people in this world. There are two types of spouses. There is the selfish lover and there's the servant lover. Yeah. And I will tell you that the people that are asking that question and you know, she does. I'm glad that she did clarify that they were the only married couple in that dinner party. Um, but selfish lovers will use divorces off the table as an excuse, as a justification for their poor choices. Well, if they're never going to leave me, then I can do whatever I want. I'm going to go to that strip club. I'm going to go girls night in wherever and do whatever. I'm going to go have lunch with that man or that woman and not tell my spouse. I'm going to go spend this kind of money and just hide it from them. The servant lover looks at divorces off the table and says, I have the opportunity to love my spouse in a way that no one else can, for the rest of my life.
1: And never have the worry, the fear, the anxiety that they're gonna leave. And I think that's where the freeing part comes from, folks. That's where the freeing part in our marriage comes from. Because worry, and gosh, you know, the worry in itself just takes years off of our lives. It allows us to lose hours upon hours of, of just what ifs and what could be's and what might happen. And when you're able to take that divorce word off the table and know that in an argument situation or when a heated discussion happens and you know, that word's not going to come out. Mm -hmm. You're not sitting there going, what if we get to a point where he just says, I'm leaving you or I say, I'm leaving you. You don't even have to think about that. We mentioned last week where Elisa and I had that, that heated argument ourselves when things sort of blew up here at our house. Not once in my mind ever did I sit there and go, Hmm, I wonder if Elisa's going to walk away from me now. I wonder if Elisa's just going to go, you know what? I've had it up to here with you. I'm, I, I'm leaving. I never had to worry about that. And vice versa. It never crossed my mind. Not once in that discussion did I ever think that, you know what, I think I'm gonna just tell her I'm gonna I'm just gonna leave. Nope. Never. It was freeing. It allowed us to work together during a tough situation and knowing that we're all in. And having since having Put that down 13 years ago now in our marriage. Am I going to say I've messed up? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was year four. You know, that There's was year four. a lot
0: that's happened in the last 13 years.
1: Right. Things mess up. You mess up. You know, you, you fall, you stumble, you make mistakes.
0: Well, case in point. Okay, so we made that decision at year four. When we started writing Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy, which was our first book. Right. We're working with a business coach. We're doing all this kind of stuff. And we're probably about six months into working on the book, give or take. I don't know. I just remember that Tony, you know, we're sitting at our table working on the book and Tony looks at me, he's like, he says the words that no one ever wants to hear. There's something I need to tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not going to be good. You know, you can just tell by the tone and, and we've shared with you when Tony gets nervous, he starts like, opening and closing his palms because they're all sweaty. And so I sit there and and he shares with me that when he would travel on business to the East coast, we live in San Diego when he would travel to the East coast for work. He would go into bars to see kind of how far he could go. Yep. You know, pushing up against those boundaries and, you know, it came out, never had sex, but you know, it wasn't that I wasn't trying to push those envelopes. Right. Okay, we've already started one extraordinary marriage at this time. We're writing a book together on finding intimacy in your marriage, and you know it literally was a bomb that went off in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. It was, and I had to make a decision in that moment. Where do we stand? Because if I'm true to my word and we've taken divorce off the table, then I only have one option. That option is not revenge. That option is not retaliation. That option is not punishment. That option is working together, healing, and moving forward. That's the only option. Was it easy? No. No. D- did I want to hear him say that? No. But the other part of taking divorce off the table is that I had made it safe uh-huh. for him to say, I've been holding on to this and I need to tell you. And I'm telling you this because I trust you with my heart. I trust you with our marriage. And I know, based on what we've built, that you will work with me through this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that's what happens when you take divorce off the table. Now I can understand because this couple was at a dinner party with, you know, presumably single and or dating couples. There's no permanence in that relationship. That's right. There isn't, and especially in this day and age, where you know. You can change your status on Facebook with the click of a button to it's complicated, single, broken up, broken hearted, broken, whatever, divorce. I mean, Facebook, Facebook is like the, the CNN ticker sometimes when it comes to relationships. Relationship, you you yeah. know, you've got the news ticker going across the bottom, CNN there, and, and that happens with relationships. I had coffee yesterday with a woman who's in her thirties and we're talking about Facebook and, and she's sharing how, you know, like every weekend there's, you know, weddings going on and baby showers and bridal, you know, it's this constant relationship going on, you know, it's just this relationship, um, ticker Mm
2: -hmm. energy.
0: And yet until (laughs) there's, you know, the exchange of vows until you make that commitment, those dating relationships, they're fluid. Yes, you can be in long-term dating relationships, I mean, we have members of our families that have been in long-term dating relationships, and there is a commitment there, but I will tell you that something changes in terms of your commitment when you say, I do, and then when you take that one step further and you say, we won't, meaning we won't get divorced, right. that's, not, that's not a freedom to go do whatever the heck you want. That, that's making a lifelong commitment. That's saying that those vows that we took, whether you took them in front of you know, family and friends or just in front of the judge and said, you know what, this is binding forever and ever as long as life shall last till death do us part. That means something. That yeah. means that you're going to live by your word. You're not going to take the easy way out. And I will tell you that for most of you, the divorce is what you think is the easy way out. And divorce isn't the easy way out.
1: I'm going to put the little caveat in that we we always do. You may take divorce off the table. If you're in an abusive, physically or emotionally abusive situation in a marriage, you get yourself safe and you find somewhere where you can go and be protected. We're not telling you to stay in a marriage if you're being verbally or physically abused. Okay. That is always, always an out. Uh, it just, it is, I'm not going to put up with it. Um, it, it just, it is. I mean, at least I don't have one. So taking divorce off the table is okay for us. And you may take it off of your marriage too. Right now. You may just go, Hey, right now, Five, ten years from now, it may become physical, abusive. You can leave. You find shelter, you find help. Okay.
0: And and that's important.
1: That's very important. That's
0: important. And, and there's a reason whenever we talk about divorce that we put that in there because um obviously we're pro marriage. We you know, we believe in marriage being forever, except when you're being hurt. And so, you know, that being said. What do you choose? Do you choose to be that, that selfish lover or do you choose to be a serpent lover? Uh-huh. And when you start, when you start making that shift, and I will tell you, there was a point in time in our marriage, those first four years, we definitely fell into the selfish lover category. And even after taking divorce off the table, we've had our moments where we've been incredibly selfish. You all will. I would love to tell you that, you know, once you make the decision to be a servant lover, that you will always be, you know, this amazingly selfless and, you know, peaceful person. Okay, this is the real world. Yeah. Tony and Lisa don't live in a fantasy land. So you'll make mistakes. But it's the decisions that you make as a result of taking divorce off the table. It's the decisions, you know, some of those decisions will be that you don't, you know, let's talk about Facebook. You don't friend exes. On Facebook, you don't talk about your relationship with members of the opposite sex
1: ever, ever.
0: You know, I mean,
1: you just don't. You know, the biggest thing for me, folks, is I, I, it's, I'm going to come back to it. I don't ever have to worry about it. I don't. I don't have to think about. Wow, is Elisa gonna is Elisa gonna just up and walk away if we have a discussion that doesn't go the way she decides or wants it to. Am I going to walk away if it doesn't go the way I want it to? No, it's not. And, and I'm telling you, that alone mm-hmm. allows you to be free financially, sexually, spiritually. That alone allows you to experience life And experience your marriage at a level that otherwise you can't because you're constantly worried about what if I say something during prayer time? What if I say something about our finances? What if I do something that wasn't correct during sex? Maybe I laughed. You know, Elisa has laughed. Yeah, we both have laughed during sex and, you know made funny noises and what have you. But that's gone. That worry, that fear is gone. And you can live authentically. You can live the way you were made to be.
0: And you guys tell us all the time, whether it's on a coaching call or in an email or when you leave us voicemails, you share with us how busy your lives are. And how much stuff you've got going on. And you're, you know, I mean, we're there. We're constantly processing stuff. So why not make a choice to take one of those worries off your table? To free yourself from having to think about that. To live a life that is so enjoyable because you know that that commitment is rock solid. You know that you're going to make decisions. And I will tell you, those of you that are servant lovers, when you make this decision to take divorce off the table, you will then start to make decisions that are in line with that.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like I was saying just a couple minutes ago, on Facebook, I'm not friends. You know, the guy friends that I have on Facebook, some of them are from high school and, and from different things, but Tony knows about everything. Tony's got access to my Facebook page. I don't hide anything from Tony. You know, The guys that are in my cell phone, I'm related to all of them. Right, You know, I don't get random texts from guys and my cell phone and Tony's cell phone sit on the counter in our kitchen so that if a message comes in or something, you know, it's, it wouldn't be uncommon for Tony to walk by my phone if my message alert goes off and just look to see what it is. I'm not worried that he's going to see something because I make my choices now based on maintaining and growing my marriage. Uh I'm not willing to do anything to jeopardize my relationship with Tony. Because here's the thing. Your marriage does not exist in a bubble. You don't get to live in your own little isolated world. Everything that you do, every choice that you make good and bad impacts everyone around you. Uh So when you make the decision that yes, divorce is off the table, but I'm still going to engage in these other behaviors What message is that sending to people? Does it tell them that you're a person of your word? Does it tell your kids that your word is to be valued? That you're a person of integrity? Doesn't tell my kids that. I, I tell everyone I come in contact with, when they find out what we do and, you know, they start talking to me about what's going on in their relationships, they say, you know what, every decision that you make is impacting your grandchildren whether you know them or not, the legacy that you are leaving, how you relate to your spouse, the decisions that the two of you make as a married couple, that is impacting your grandchildren. It's impacting your neighbors. It's impacting your church. Because when you make the choice to be strong, it strengthens up all of those people around you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, my kids, we've got friends who are going through divorce right now. And we were talking with the kids about it. And I asked them. I said, are you concerned? And the little one looks at me and she says, no, you and dad just kiss all the time. You know, and she's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of at the age where it's starting to get awkward that we're the ones that kiss all the time around friends and stuff. But that was at least enough for her to say, no, we see, we see the physical affection. Right. You know, we know that divorce is out there. We know that there are some of you listening right now that are going through this because you didn't make that decision. And if that's you and you're still trying to make your marriage work, you can reconcile. If you're both are willing to come to the table, you can do that. You know, one of the, one of the earlier episodes that we've done, we've done is called contract of reconciliation. And it's a tool that I use to help couples find their way back to one another. It's a part of the coaching program that I do because Sometimes just like we've shared on past episodes, sometimes you need a third person mm-hmm. to come in and be that sounding board. Sometimes you need that accountability person and we offer that through our coaching programs and you know this show is being posted on October 29th, 2013 and I want you to know this is your last chance to take advantage of our email coaching offer that we have for the month of October through October 31st, 2013, you can enter the code, do it now and get 20% off the email coaching. You just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash email coaching. You can learn what it's all about and take 20% off of that. Because as you've been listening, some of you are thinking we need to do this, but we don't know how. I, I-, I want to do this. I want to bring this up to my spouse but I'm not sure how to even have the conversation.
1: Yep. There we've gone through some hiccups and we're just not sure what, what way we should approach this.
0: That's where a coach can come in. That's where you can share this podcast with your spouse. We're hearing more and more from you, from those of you who are hearing one of the topics that we talk about and saying, honey, will you please listen to this show? Mm hmm because yeah. it lets us bring the topic up instead of you having to do so. Yeah. You know, and, and and engage with us. Engage with the Facebook community, reach out to us on, you know, send us a message on Facebook or, you know, call in at 858-876-5663 and leave us a voicemail. You know, reach out to the resources that exist in the one community. You don't need to be struggling. You don't need to be stuck in a place that you're not that you're wondering, have we really taken divorce off the table? You need to start showing your husband and wife that you've taken divorce off the table.
1: Yeah. And it's a big question. Don't get to that point where your spouse walks up to you and throws down that yellow pages book and go, I'm, I've been looking at divorce, divorce uh, attorneys. Don't get there. Don't get there. Take that worry. Take that fear off of you. You got enough on your plate. You do. And really, marriage is one of the most awesome things that we can have. And sometimes we just got to work on it. Got to work on it. We got to make some tough decisions and really mull those over and, and remember why we got married. And by taking divorce off the table, you can start living fully, energetically, without the worry, without the... The fear that, you know what? It may come up. So this week, take time. Approach each other. And share why taking divorce off the table in your marriage will make a difference. In you, in your life, in your marriage, and for generations to come. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.